Hello and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and talk about it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on the world's best internet radio station, BFF.FM, or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the second album from Australian singer-songwriter Stella Donnelly, titled Flood, and it starts with a song called Lungs. Stella Donnelly is an Australian singer-songwriter from Perth, and she made a lot of, she got a lot of critical attention with her first record, Beware of the Dogs, that came out a few years ago, and so this is her second follow-up. She said that she kind of became a bit of a perfectionist while she was touring and writing her first album, and so in order to kind of break that tendency, she wrote this album on piano, which is an, an instrument that she hadn't played since she was a kid. Yeah, I am really impressed by this record. I think we saw her do just a solo, her and a guitar Mm -hmm. at South by Southwest, maybe 2018. And she was very charming. But again, I didn't get a sense of how big a noise she could conjure. And this record, I think, starts and ends with a bang. And, you know, it'll get more contemplative. But for (laughs) me, I'm such a fan of when she pulls out all the stops where she's able to make piano and synths. And just a little bit of percussion. It's not very loud. And yet the effect is so intense and sort of unnerving. And I think appropriate for, you know, the song about, you know, sort of being disempowered in the modern world and trying to get through the day. And I just love the, you know, the lyrics of, you know, how you're you're breathing in asbestos is making your landlord money. And it's just so sad. And yet there's such a kind of energy. It's just like, yeah, this is sad, but. You know, we're living in the world and making the best of it. So it's, it's a, I think, a really great energetically, thematically, lyrically, it's a great start to this record. She has said that she really likes writing in the voice of characters. And she did that on her first record as well. But it was much more political and kind of reaching for larger themes. And I feel like this record is more personal. So we'll go on to the next song, which is called How Was Your Day? 
conversation about unclaimed mail felt like a deadly lit candle left up in a room. An old piece of currency for a dollar at the open market. You had the best car in the street, but there was nowhere to park it. And you said, I can't do this anymore, I can't do this anymore. We let our patterns and bad behaviours take over. I'm no longer keeping score. Level-headedness has made way for a disastrous love. I know it, you know it. This is such a fun transition because, you know, I found lungs to be so intense, even though the instrumentation was sort of piano and synth and sort of and not a lot of percussion. And yet it felt very intense and like had the vibe of a rock song. And then this song, How Was Your Day, even though it has traditional rock instrumentation, because of her vocals being either this kind of talk singing or this really high, pretty Mm -hmm. kind of fae voice it brings this one into a very it feels so calm and contemplative even with that instrumentation and so i love that she's able to kind of spin that contrast both ways on these two successive songs at the start of the record it's interesting because i think the talk singing verses feel very claustrophobic because of what she's saying and kind of describing this relationship where you're just pretending that everything's fine but it's actually really kind of falling apart and then it's switching to the choruses where it's da 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 it's very <laughs> upbeat and pretty like you said yeah it's it's I, I find this one more intense yeah I guess it's just listening to the sound and I know that we I tend to be music first then mm-hmm. lyrics and I feel like you're more of a lyrics first than musics mm-hmm. and I think it's good that we have those different perspectives for us to have these conversations and so for me I can kind of get those that lyrical content and I think both of the, these two songs are both pretty intense uh, I think what they do share in common sonically that I really appreciate that gives both of them a sense of propulsion is there is zero gap between the end of the chorus and the beginning of the next verse. Mm. Like I really, I think a lot of artists want that time to breathe and Stella Donnelly's just like, no, I'm on to the next thing. Like, keep going. I got more to say. Uh-huh. And it gives the, yeah, there's a sense of urgency here that I appreciate. Yeah, the album's not very long and none of these songs are very long either. They they don't overstay their welcome. Yeah. Although, uh, I mean, I think as we get into the middle of the record, as we approach that, uh, we do get some that are, that start to stretch out a little bit more. And I appreciate that she's not just one note in that regard. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in fact, I think the next track we'll play is the longest one on the record. It's called Underwater. Turn my head in time to see it, try and take it. But the sun shone through my eyes. Took a
So Stella Donnelly said that she wrote this song after after she did an ambassadorship, whatever that means, for a domestic violence center in Western Australia. And she said that, you know, the the statistic that stuck with her more than anything anything else was that it takes on average a person seven times to leave an abusive relationship. And so she wanted that to be kind of the centerpiece of the song and then also thought back on a relationship that she had been in that was not so pleasant and she said this was kind of like the final kiss off to the relationship yeah it's really a nice arc where it starts off with a real feeling of being trapped Mm -hmm. and then and it has such a stripped down instrumentation and i think the entire song is probably one of the most stripped down on the record Mm -hmm. where it's just the piano it's really simple and then these atmospheric synths and let her voice shine Mm -hmm. and but then we come in in that second verse where there's more of that okay maybe there's hope i can get over this it might take a year to get over it but i can do it and that sense of hope is accompanied by more of these synths coming in and it's really this this sense of the world opening up and that you know the claustrophobia going away and being replaced with this opening up is really great uh and then even you know, after this section we played, there's even a tiny bit of, I think, just bass where this little bit of extra oomph to the song, mm-hmm. even though in the end, I think it kind of recapitulates the beginning where it's like there's this hope and then it's just like, yeah, but I'm maybe not quite there yet. So it's it's bittersweet for sure. And like on many of these songs, there's these backing vocals, often male backing vocals that just lend a real warmth to the songs. And with this piano and her vocals as the centerpiece, it could be a little cold, but that really just kind of envelops you in a warm feeling. Yeah, there's just that tiniest hint where there's almost this, I, I can't even tell if it's just wordless backing vocals mm-hmm. in in between her lines in that chorus. Uh, and then you have... Um, Again, that, and then just right at the end, you actually get that sort of call and response, mm-hmm. but just that tiny hint of it. So mm-hmm. it's, again, really deployed strategically and carefully. And yeah, a lot of taste here. I think another fun thing she that really is at play here, as I said, this is one of the longer songs, and it lets her play with kind of the length where it's shocking how the first verse and chorus are so long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I feel like it takes almost two minutes and then the second verse and chorus are cut in half. And so it's really like, again, that sense of the claustrophobia is really extended. And then the sense of hope is relatively brief. Mm -hmm. So it takes you on a ride that's it's exciting, but a little bit again, that, as I said, bittersweet. So the next song we'll play is called Metals.
This is such a fun track of completely lacerating, just laying into a complete toxic person in her life. We don't know who it is, but she's having, I think, a lot of fun unloading on someone who probably deserves it. And yet the la 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 part that we faded out on is sung in such a cheerful way. And because we've seen her, we know that she's often smiling when she's singing. And you can hear that in a lot of these songs. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, and you show, you know, show me that video for lungs. It's such a kind of intense emotionally song. And yet she's grinning through most yeah. of the video. It's kind of amazing. And yeah, that sense of, yeah, that she has a certain amount of equanimity and like, yeah, things are kind of toxic, but feels like maybe she's in kind of a good place. And I love here. This is one where musically, I think it starts off with just her and a guitar. Mm -hmm. Then we get some nice drums and it's increasingly goes from like kind of just a singer songwriter kind of feeling to more and more of a jazzy where then when we get that extensive sax section at the end and that goes on for like more than a minute and includes a full solo and yeah credit to the um saxophonist who's jack garnett who i guess just someone who was a technician in the studio it's like i can play He's sax credited as technician and studio assistant on a bunch of the other tracks yeah and all the other but tracks. it's solid sax yeah. work here and it has a really fun feeling here and i think gives you that real sense again of liberation of like you're toxic and i maybe don't have to deal with this anymore and it's, and so there is that sense of freedom as the, as the song concludes yeah and the the saxophone gives it a real warmth and same with the flugelhorn which is played by uh now i can't find it julia wallace on a bunch of the songs and that just gives it a real warmth and she said that she went into this record wanting it to have flugelhorn on it <laughs> Well, I, I, yeah, I definitely did not pick up on that necessarily, that there was more, but there is that sense that there's more than just the piano synth guitar. There are these, a real sense of atmosphere that feels a little more organic and I think suits her very open and very emotionally intense vocal style. So the next song we'll play is the title track. It's called Flood. First light, another station. I dip my head. Emily said she wrote this song during lockdown in Melbourne and 
you know, Australia had one of the most severe COVID lockdowns in the world, and she had been in Perth with her partner, and for some family reason or something, they went... Yeah, I think his dad's house burned down in a brush fire. Oh, wow. So they came out to help him, like, get set up in a new house. Yeah, and then got stuck in Eastern Australia. And so, you know, she said that this is kind of a song about wanting to capture the both the warmth and the sadness of being trapped inside because you really you could go out to exercise for an hour a day and that was it yeah this is really i mean it's this is such a you know such a pandemic album because not only being trapped at home but being trapped away from home Mm -hmm. so that she's like yeah i don't know anyone and to the extent that I can go out, oh, I can exercise. And she, she's like, oh, I like bird watching. Mm-hmm. And of course, hey, it's a new area with different birds from what I'm used to. And that, I guess, inspired uh, the album art, which is this sort of a flock of birds, I mean, on the ground, but so many birds that it almost becomes this abstraction. And I think, you know, it, I've kind of gotten the impression from the interviews that that sort of idea of like, oh, these individuals, but then together it just becomes this kind of mass. And apparently she saw this picture on Instagram and like, I want that to be the album cover. And that happened relatively early in the process. So several of the songs were actually written after she had decided on the album art, which I think is kind of an interesting artistic process for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the imagery, I love the imagery in this song of trying to comfort someone and then just getting washed away with their flood of emotions and caught up in it. And it's, I I really like the lyrics of this one in particular. Yeah, it's really pretty. And I love how much there are these, you know, the verse pre-chorus and then this really long chorus where you get her voice and then these backing vocals that I think are both uh, male and female backing vocals. So there's really the sense of a low rich and then her voice backed up with another really kind of high pretty voice, but that they can kind of build on each other. That's really great. Uh, another sort of sonic element of this I really like is that, you know, again, this is a very piano and synth forward, but I love how it's like, well, I'm not done with guitar. And so the guitars coming in is really just kind of a flavoring and not the lead instrument. But mm-hmm. like we hear that over that bridge, there's just kind of this very tang, 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 or not this like very <laughs> kind of that. I, I think you got the idea. <laughs> Our, our listeners could rewind to hear my rendition of the bridge. Yes, but yeah. rewind the tape that yes. you are on, on yes. your tape deck. Yes, on your tape deck. No, it's, but yeah, that it really is, yeah, a lot of just extra flavor, a lot of putting some salt on the story, one might oh. say. So the next song we'll play is called This Week. Looking for diamonds in the gallows Looking for me inside some I feel bad. 
Sonata, this track has some of the most complicated instrumentation in the section we hear there where she's singing, there's backing vocals, that flugelhorn is back, we've got synth, drums, piano, and there's some drum machine, which I feel like is not at all prominent on the rest of the record. And so it has such a rich texture. And yet I don't feel like this is a super dramatic track where there's, you know, it's centered around this basic message of like, I don't want to get my hopes up, but I feel better. And it's a very simple message for kind of slice of life. Like I'm just, I'm going through my day and yeah, just kind of taking the steps that you know will help in the larger scheme of things. And I like how in this song she's talk singing, but it's much more in a cadence with the percussion. If you compare it to How Was Your Day, that speak singing is much more kind of uh, faster than the beat. And it feels that's what makes it feel so claustrophobic to me. And this song feels like what I think it's intended to convey, which is just putting one foot in front of the other and just kind of talking through your next step. Yeah, I feel like here both, you know, rhythmically it's more in line with the song. And I feel like melodically there is more variation, even though the singing style is maybe like I'm very conversational, but there is a lot of she's taking a journey up and down the scale. So I think I didn't even read it as speak singing. Although when you say it, I'm like, well, yeah, it is very it's a conversational singing yeah, style. Right. Yeah. And and to me, that is, again, what's so that there's so much kind of texture and drama instrument in the instrumentation, even as it's so intimate, mm-hmm. the singing style is like, yeah. And I, and I get that across this record, she has clearly a strong voice, but she uses it in a way that is not at all alienating. Like we always feel welcomed into her emotional world. And she said in an interview that I read that, and I'll just read this quote, I really wanted to use a lot of flugelhorn and I wanted male backing vocals and I wanted the guitars tuned down an octave from the brightness of tricks, which is a prior song. I thought if I could utilize those elements in a product in production, I could keep a continuity for the record. And I feel like those elements shine most brightly on this song. And I had to look up what a flugelhorn was. It's kind of like a trumpet, but it's it's, has a mellower sound and a little bit lower and it really has a great effect here yeah it is something that's it's not a lead instrument but here her voice is the lead instrument and so the flugelhorn is so great at adding Mm -hmm. that oomph on the back end so the next song we'll say we'll play is the penultimate track and it's called morning silence So we there's another song in between this week and Morning Silence, which is maybe a good song, 
good thing because it is a bit of whiplash that we went from a song which is all about like I'm doing my best and I'm starting to feel right to a song that is so sad about the just what it is to be in this world especially as a woman and that it's going to be the same for her and for her great-grandchildren and it is pretty devastating and it's also i think the most stripped down song on the record it's just her on guitar and vocals obviously and the little xylophone that you hear and then um someone else on uh sorry julia wallace on the flugelhorn obviously and that's it yeah it is very stripped down and i think you know as she says here it's like you know that i wish i could water it down for you but i you know i have to be honest about how much it sucks and we you know we came into the second verse the first verse is pretty devastating and really feels like a description of something that happened to her in the first person that is not she is not pulling her punches and it's it's a hell of a thing there's a lot of dark subjects on this record but it's not a sad album her voice just really lifts it up and it helps that she has this really pretty almost childlike voice and she uses it in a lot of different ways and she it's a it has a really light feeling yeah i mean i remember when we saw her just she just seems so small she's a very tiny and very sort of charming and funny and yeah as you say her voice is so light and i I think she mostly uses it in this kind of just you know i think there's a lot of consistency across the record of how she uses it and i think that yeah letting the voice speak for itself so much although i do appreciate you know we're here coming into the end of the album and i love how on the last track she really is able to i think push her voice in some really interesting directions where it starts off in a very high energy and i think you know i saw this uh, an interview with her where she shouted out like bands that she liked and she's like oh i love abba and i also <laughs> have like memorized all the lyrics of system of a down I, i've like i practiced of doing Fergie songs. It's like, okay, really diverse musical uh-huh. interest. But yeah, this song really, before I read that interview, I was like, oh, it kind of sounds like ABBA when it starts. And then she does this crazy, like where her voice is leaping and kind of looped over itself. And it has a very, almost like Bjork, very experimental kind of sound. Uh-huh. And then ends with her just in this kind of shouting, like cheerleader almost, you know, just defiant. And that, that it ends with that message of like, you're not big enough for my love where she's shouting to the world. Like I'm better than you and I'm going to prove it. And it's, I think, yeah, it's good that she ends on such a positive note. Yeah. The whole record, it starts on a really positive note and then it meanders a little bit and then it ends on a really upbeat, positive note. And I like that. Yeah. It's a, I, I was, you know, when I saw her live, I thought like, I don't know, this is not super compelling. And now to hear this record, I'm really glad how wrong I was. See, I put her on the list. Yes, you're a genius. <laughs> so we'll go out with that next track that you were just talking about called Cold. I think it's one of the best songs on the record. So I'm sad that it's here at the end and we can't play more of it. But we've been discussing Stella Donnelly's second album, Flood, and you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening.
podcast is a proud member of the BFF.fm podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.